I found this on a slip of paper on my desk. In my handwriting. I wasn't sure if this was for my number one new release for chemotherapy on Amazon Cancer Dancer. But that was published last week. Then again, maybe it was the sequel, or prequel, I was thinking about for my time travel romance portal in time. Wait, maybe it was for a slow it down CKD blog. I was flummoxed. I figured I wouldn't know unless I researched it. Sure enough, I got a hit, lead in the water and chronic kidney disease patients. Let's go with that. We know our kidneys love water, although your nephrologist may call it hydration. Many of us have been urged to drink 64 ounces daily. Obviously, not those on dialysis whose fluid intake is restricted. I've written about the fact that other liquids, like coffee or tea and anything that can melt to liquid form, count towards those 64 ounces. We know that sodas are one of the liquids we are to avoid, especially dark sodas since they contain phosphorus. On to that lead in the water. While this is harmful for anyone, I wondered why it is especially harmful to those with CKD. This is from a journal of the American Society of Nephrology article published last year. For individuals with heightened susceptibility to lead exposure, such as those with chronic kidney disease, there is no safe amount of lead contamination of drinking water, says John Danziger at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center in Massachusetts. Danziger and his colleagues analyzed health information from 597,968 patients with chronic kidney disease in the U.S. who started dialysis between 2005 and 2017, as well as official data on lead concentrations in city water systems in the five years leading up to their dialysis initiation. The team found that those who lived in cities with detectable levels of lead in the water systems had significantly lower concentrations of the oxygen-transporting protein hemoglobin in their blood before starting dialysis and during the first month of the therapy than people who lived where lead wasn't detectable in the water. Lead is known to interfere with the ability of blood cells to produce hemoglobin, increasing the risk of anemia. Every 0.01 mg per liter increase in lead concentration in the water was associated with a 0.02 gram per deciliter reduction in hemoglobin concentration in people's blood. The trend was observed even at lead levels below the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency's threshold of 0.015 mg per liter, which mandates regulatory action that can include public education, water treatment and lead service line replacement. More comprehensive surveillance of household water is critical, says Danziger. Looks like a couple of definitions are in order. Hemoglobin, American spelling. Transports oxygen in the blood via red blood cells and give the red blood cells their color. While anemia, American spelling, is. A blood disease in which the number of red blood cells decreases. Both these definitions are from my first CKD book, What Is It and How Did I Get It? Early Stage Chronic Kidney Disease. Although that book was published over a decade ago, the definitions haven't changed. Dr. Danziger mentions elsewhere in the article that he is referring to individuals with advanced CKD. What makes that even worse is that these people, those on dialysis, are the ones that need to limit their fluid intake. Do you remember that water is considered the best fluid for CKD patients? MedPage today has more from Dr. Danziger's study. Our findings suggest that for those with kidney disease, there is no safe amount of lead in drinking water, the researchers wrote. While water has generally been considered a minor cause of lead toxicity, increased absorption and decreased excretion in those with kidney disease confer an exaggerated susceptibility. Children are at increased risk from lead exposure, and the complications of chronic kidney disease, CKD, confer similar susceptibility, the investigators explained. Metabolic conditions prevalent in CKD, such as hypocalcemia, iron deficiency, and malnutrition, increase the proportion of lead absorbed across the gastrointestinal tract. In addition, 
patients with CKD excrete lead less effectively, resulting in circulating levels that are much higher than in individuals with normal renal function. In addition to its neurological, cardiovascular, and endocrine effects, lead can also cause significant hematological problems, the researchers noted. Studies have shown that lead interferes with heme biosynthesis, increases red cell destruction, and reduces gastrointestinal iron absorption, and lead toxicity has been linked with lower hemoglobin levels. Let's pause for a definition some may need at this point. Hypocalcemia is too little calcium in the blood as determined by a blood test. In addition to keeping your bones and teeth strong, calcium is important to help your heart and muscles function properly. It also has a role in the clotting of your blood and your nerve function. None of this sounds particularly good. So what do you do if you live in an area with acceptable levels of lead in your water? The CDC suggests the following. You can reduce or eliminate your exposure to lead in tap water by drinking or using only tap water that has been run through a point-of-use filter certified by an independent testing organization external icon to reduce or eliminate lead, NSF-ANSI standard 53 for lead removal and NSF-ANSI standard 42 for particulate removal. If you have a lead service line, use a filter for all water you use for drinking or cooking. You can flush your water to reduce potential exposure to lead from household lead plumbing. This is especially important when the water has been off and sitting in the pipes for more than 6 hours. Before drinking, flush your home's pipes by running the tap, taking a shower, doing laundry, or doing a load of dishes. Drink or cook only with water that comes out of the tap cold. Water that comes out of the tap warm or hot can have higher levels of lead. Boiling this water will not reduce the amount of lead in your water. You can virtually eliminate your exposure to lead in water by drinking or using only bottled water that has been certified by an independent testing organization. External icon This may not be the most cost effective option for long term use. I'd had no idea how lead in the water affects advanced CKD patients. Did you? Until next week. Keep living your life.